Hello and welcome. We hope you enjoy the following homily from St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Parish in Pickerington, Ohio. Seton Parish is a vibrant community, fulfilling Christ's call to make disciples by accompanying people on their journey of faith. We are pleased that we can be on this journey together. We have entered now into a new liturgical season, the season of Lent. And today we've also ushered in a new month, the month of March. It may not have felt that way when you woke up this morning when it was 20 degrees, but by later this afternoon it's going to be 50. Okay, so that's the season of spring that we are all yearning for as well. And in this season of Lent and on March 1st, we get our, so to speak, marching orders, which is to follow Jesus for 40 days on this pilgrimage. And whenever we take a long journey, we always want to set the itinerary ourselves about what it is that we are going to do and where it is that we are going to go. But on this journey, we follow Jesus and we follow his orders where he wants to take us. So this first week of Lent, he takes us into the desert. And it always begins with the temptation account of Jesus in the desert. Jesus has been in the desert now praying for 40 days and for 40 nights. And he went there immediately following his baptism in the desert by John the Baptist. And when he was baptized, you might recall, he heard his Father in heaven, and the heavens were opened up, and he heard his Father say to him, You are my beloved Son. On you my favor rests. And these words formed and defined him, and they set him, so to speak, on his ministry and his journey, of what he was called to do. And for us, too, our baptism does the same thing. We wouldn't be here this morning if we weren't baptized. And it defines us as children of God, as St. John says, first letter of St. John, chapter 3, Beloved, we are God's children now. And in the first reading that we heard today from the Old Testament, we heard of the creation of Adam and Eve and their temptation and fall. And in the creation narrative, we hear, we hear that we are made, and Adam and Eve were made in the image and likeness of God, but they sinned. And that sin didn't just stay confined to them, but it spread, spread, we know, all too quickly and far and wide, much like, you know, the coronavirus that's spreading so quickly. It's the way sin spreads, same way, can't be stopped. And we're tainted by it, and we can't escape it. And there is a clear parallel between the temptation of our first parents and those presented to Jesus today in the gospel. That's why those two are parallel, presented together. But there's a difference. Jesus chooses God's way and not his own way. He refused to seek um, his own ambitions. He put God's first. By going into the, temp into the desert and being tempted by the devil, 
He shows us the path as we encounter temptations in our own life and how to overcome them in our struggle. And all of the temptations that Jesus experienced, they struck at the heart of who he was when he heard those words by his father, you are my beloved son. And the temptations that we experience in our lives, in our Christian journey, those temptations strike at who we are as well as children of God. So this is the first stop on our march this Lent with Jesus, how to deal with these temptations that strike at our identity. The devil's first temptation to Jesus was, if you are God's specially blessed son, you're so special, turn these stones into bread. The devil is taunting Jesus. The devil taunts us. He's taunting Eve in the first reading as well. And taunting us. If you are God's special child, why is your life always and sometimes so empty? That's how the devil gets to us. He, he works on our weaknesses, on the emptiness, so to speak, that we all sometimes feel different times in our lives. And we, we look for ways to, to fill that, like Jesus was when he was in the desert after 40 days. And look for something very quick and easy to fill it, something oftentimes filled with pleasure. And um, it looks very gratifying. But inside, it's filled with sin and uh, emptiness. And we know right away then that it doesn't really satisfy. And it's not what we're looking for. So Jesus' reply to this temptation is, is one does not live on bread alone. And we can translate this and say, I can be empty and still be God's blessed one. Because being blessed and special doesn't depend upon how full I feel or how empty I am. And during the course of our lives, we're going to be both sometimes. Sometimes things are going to be good and full, and sometimes I'm going to be empty. During the season of Lent, we, we learn to live with this, and we choose this actually sometimes, so we can learn to live with it. The second temptation the devil gives us is he takes Jesus to the temple, to the top of it, and challenges himself to throw himself down and to catch him and says that you're prom if you're the promised one of God, nothing's going to happen to you. Not even will the, your foot be dashed against a stone. And this is a real testing of God on our part. It's kind of like coming to church, you know, and we, we sort of make God like, a, we, we sort of like 
use him as an, an insurance as an insurance contract, uh, like a quid pro pro. You know, you do this and I'll do that. We we like to test the limits with God. We sort of like that means like living on the edge. That God's going to watch over me and take care of me. Like I can you know drink so much and then go out and drive. Or I can just, as I said, live on the edge because God will take care of me. Don't have to worry. Or I can drive, you know, and take those chances and pull out in front of people and just do whatever I want because, because God will take care of me. God will take care of my family. I can do anything I want. I'll test the limits with my life. And Jesus responds to Satan here. Says that he's involved, you know, in a relationship with love with his God. And he, and he's not interested in this kind of eternal test. It doesn't work that way. Finally, the third temptation has to do with human glory and our desire for recognition. The devil shows Jesus all the kingdoms of the world and says, all these will be yours if you worship me. And the taunt of the devil is, if you're God's blessed one, how come you're this big nobody? You're not famous. Nobody knows you. You're just another number out here in the middle of nowhere. And Jesus' reply might be, well, I might be a big nobody in the eyes of the people around me, but I'm still God's blessed one. Blessedness does not depend upon fame or wealth or status or job or title, where I live or what I have. It's not what blessedness depends upon. Blessedness depends upon only one thing. You are my beloved son. You are a child of God. So the time has come for all of us to march into the desert with Jesus and reclaim our identity, to grow more deeply in our identity as children of God. And this journey makes us stronger. And it's not always easy. Long journeys are never easy. They test us. But we can be assured that if we take the journey and make the journey, we'll grow stronger in our relationship with God because it's always a time of many, many graces for us as individuals and for us as a church. The beautiful thing in the last line of the gospel today was that Jesus was ministered to by the angels. And that's our assurance, too, as we go on this journey that God's angels will be ministering to us as well as we go forth this day.